podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Don't forget to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards from the link in our bio. This is Coom Cassis for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. We're in Nottingham here. It's Wednesday, start of fight week. I'm joined by Lee Wood. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Very good. Um, excited. Can't wait. Saturday night, you know, it's dragged a bit, this. Um, this this should help speed things up, all this media stuff today. Open workout later, I'll press off, weigh in them. Bish, bash, bosh, time to go. Okay, so I was alerted to a situation that happened earlier on where a fan came over to you. Can you tell the story? <laughs> I found it a little bit amusing. It was a bit strange, go on, it? Go on. So I just arrived and someone come over with a phone and said, excuse me, do you know who this boxer is? <laughs> and I looked at it, it was my opponent, Michael Conlon, and I was like, oh, it's the guy I'm and I let my mate talk to him. I was turned around to him. <laughs> Bit strange, wasn't it? Bit strange. People are peculiar, aren't they? Yeah, but I will argue. I don't know who this person was, but I will say, though, if they're kind of not aware, they're aware there's an event going on, they're aware that boxing is going on, but they don't really know the fighters, that probably is a situation yeah, that happened. I was polite. I mean, I was polite. And I said, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's my opponent. And then let my mate talk to him. <laughs> but yeah, people... What did he say when you said, that's my opponent? He looked at me like he already knew, but I don't know. I don't know. It's one of them. Like, did they know? You never know, do you? <laughs> Could have been a wind-up. Could have been a wind-up, mate. Could have been. I've just been stuck in the lift for 15 minutes, by the way. Avoid that lift on the right, by the way. I've been stuck yeah. in it for 15 minutes today. I don't like stuff like I'll check the stairs, seven floors. <laughs> Eight it's the one on the right there's two there the one on the right 15 minutes nah, forget that shout out the Crown Plaza for getting me out though <laughs> alive <laughs> um, what's changed uh, in the last kind of six weeks since that press conference with you has anything changed we know there was obviously a little bit of back and forth going on between your teams and yourselves but for you now is it just purely about getting the job done on Saturday night it was always about getting the job done even when he was trying to, uh, I don't know what he was trying to do. If he was trying to find some confidence from somewhere by saying them things to me, and I don't know, I don't know what he was trying to achieve, um, trying to drive something between me and Ben. I don't know what they was trying to achieve, um, but they came across like spoiled little kids. Um, they came across so bad, but they tried. Um, I'm expecting more this week. But my head's on the game. I'm sure I know what I've got to do. Um, I'm extremely focused and I'm ready to do it. I talked about, um, to, uh, interviewing Michael Conlon earlier and I asked him about kind of, he's been professional for five years now and should he have had this kind of fight with a, a Lee Wood previous in his career? But how do you assess kind of how his career has been manoeuvred over that 18-odd uh, fights or 17-odd fights? in that five-year gap. Um, how do you see his career has gone? Um, I believe that he's been looked after quite well. He's been managed very well. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's a big jump from, I think, from around British title level, which is an absolute wolf pit, by the way. And if you've not done that on your way up to a world title, it's quite concerning. 
Um, obviously, my jump went from British to world, but I, I won my British title by emphatic knockout, um, as Carl would say. <laughs> I'd use his word because I'm in Nottingham. Yeah, so it wasn't like I scraped through and won on points and, you know, it was quite convincing. He's not been in them fights. Again, like the Joyce fight, um, the Doyle fight, they're, they're probably around that level or just below. So if you're not done that level on the way up, you know, it's, it's concerning because it's going to have it all on on Saturday night. Uh, it's going to be faced with challenges it's not faced before. And pretty much you'll be, you'll be having to overcome that on the night as well as everything else. I saw a snippet of uh, you and Carl Froch at uh, Forest's football ground. Um, Froch last fought here 10 years ago against Youssef Mack, actually. I think it was his first defence after the Butte win. Um, he was kind of talking to you in like the Froch way we know, you know, not trying to make you nervous, but blah, 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 blah. But yeah, by making you nervous. But uh, what was he saying to you kind of off camera regarding this very important night for you in Nottingham on Saturday? Um, you know, pretty much what, what you heard on camera, you know, um, it's a big night and no no, um, no room for error, no mistakes, which I know anyway. Um, Carl, as I said before, Carl used to get quite nervous before fights. Um, everybody gets the nerves which sharpen them up, but Carl used to get really nervous. He actually used to actually get G'd up by his, his, um, his team quite a lot. So um, I'm not really like that. It's really tea to me, you know, the nerves, your nerves, your friend and all that. And I was like, I'm not that bad to be honest. <laughs> you know, actually from a young age of about 10 or, or so, I used to just love anything with adrenaline, anything that makes you, as mum would say, anything that threatens your life makes me feel alive. <laughs> so, you know, motocross bikes, quad biking, climbing trees, jumping off rocks, anything that was like that, I just buzz off it. Do you know what I mean? And that's probably why I fell in love with boxing. That's why my passion is because them feelings you get before, during and after, it just, it makes me, me, I love it. Um, but don't get me wrong, you get the nerves, like before you take an exam, where you just want to do well, but that's what gets you ready. It's a, it's a good mindset to have because I kind of, I look at your career and I think to myself, you've had to literally do things the hard way. You've had to, that old cliche saying of doing things the hard way, that is you because where you are now to kind of where you were like four years ago, it's incredible, but that's the belief that your team's had in you, that you've had in yourself more so than anything else that's got you to a point where now it's like the world is your oyster, to say. Yeah. Um, I'm a resilient little bastard as well. <laughs> I am. Um, I ain't got to quit in me, in the ring, out of the ring. Um, and that's probably one thing. Could Some people may even call it stubborn, but I like to say resilient. Um, yeah, there's been times when it's been hard. Um, in my career times when I'm getting fights having no money um, even some of my friends saying look you're approaching 30 you're like you need, you need to probably need to get a job like you've got kids like you need to and I was like no no I'm going to do it I'm going to do it and um, you know I was stuck with it I think um, a few years went by in the English gym I wasn't getting fights but I rocked up to that gym every single day and trained twice most days in and out of the gym in and out of the gym kept focused kept improving um, and that's paid dividends in long term because if I had that gaps in the gym, in, in the gym, then them fights came up. I wouldn't have been as good because I wouldn't have progressed. I wouldn't have got better um, in the times that I didn't fight because I kept in, kept kept progressing, kept getting better. Um, you know, when my shots did come, I was like, oh, he's not 
not really a boxer at that level, but it's come through it, it's come through it, it's come through it because I lived the life as a professional. I kept belief in myself. Part of the success for you over the last year and a half or so, I suppose you'll give credit to your, your trainer um, who comes on the... <laughs> a bit of stick every now and again, etc. Um, off the back of kind of the Taylor, Taylor Cattrall stuff and just in general. But I can, I remember having a conversation with Ben around a year and a half ago after it was one of the first few times he, he'd even have, had you in the gym. He said, listen, he, he's one of the hardest people, like hitting people that I've ever taken on the pads or whatever else. And I was like, well, Lee, really? He's like, Coogan, I'm telling you. And then it kind of showed in performance after that with Reese Mould etc but um, his confidence in with you is key as well to kind of where you are absolutely you know recent success um, I can't thank Ben enough um, the coaching the way they do things with him and Lee Wiley and Barry Smith as well everyone plays a part um, I can't thank him enough you know I was never really coached before just more of like getting fit getting conditioned Throwing lots of punches. Yep, you're ready. And I did feel feel good, but there's no game plan. There's no why and where to do things. And, you know, there's so many simple things. It's, some people say it's called kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Um, and it's it's right. Like, when I look back on fights, it's almost cringy when I watch it. And I think, what was I doing there? Why was, I, why was my chin high in the air near the ropes? Why was I crossing my feet? Why was I breaking base, ring positioning? So many things I can go over. And I'm just like, wow, but just because I wasn't doing it don't mean I don't know how to do it. It's just getting told, look, this is why this happened. This is why that happens. Um, and that's how bank teaches and coaches. And it's it, it may be simple sometimes, but it's very, very important. And I can't thank you enough for recent success. Two people you mentioned there that kind of go a little bit under the limelight in Barry Smith and Lee, Lee Wiley. And Lee Wiley's a, a brilliant boxing person. Barry Smith has been around the game for so long. These guys don't always kind of get the plaudits and the credit for with Ben being a little bit more in the limelight. But their work is very, very kind of influential to what Ben does as well as what you do. Yeah. Um, I think they got the Unsung Hero Awards like with MTK and that. Barry is such a character. He's a good tough fight week because um, just a barrel of laughs. He's so funny. Get him on a bit loud. Get, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he thinks CMOS is the saviour to every disease in the world. Um, he don't think peanut butter's got calories in. <laughs> he thinks I've got a peanut butter skin food that's got no calories in. Honestly, Barry is a barrel of laughs. And um, Lee Wiley, the brain's brand operation, you know, he can break down fights and, you know, it's, it's such a credit to have. And yeah, recently, we've all been getting a bit of stick, as you know. Um, I just found something on my phone, actually. I got a message off someone after the Taylor fight. It said, um, <laughs> hope you die for sticking up for Taylor. <laughs> Fucking hell. Let me see. Ho yeah, I'm reading this now. Nine hours ago, hope you die for sticking up for Taylor. I mean, so, I don't even know how, how do you I even comprehend mean, what's being yeah. written there? Listen, I can laugh about it. I can laugh a bit off. Waterford looks back to me like I'm not a kid that will read through comments. Like when people used to comment before the, my last fight, before the Kanzu fight, they would put, you're going to get your head used as a speedball, retweet, come back to that one. I, I, I fry on it. But um, no other people aren't, 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 you need to be careful because like 
Imagine they're the messages I'm getting after the Taylor fight. Imagine like Josh's girlfriend, she's been getting loads of stuff. Horrendous, absolutely yeah. horrendous. And Josh as well, like Josh didn't score the fight. And Ben and, and, and Liam Barry, so I can laugh it off, but on a serious note, like some people like they just don't think before they engage the brain. And like it was a close fight. I can pick around at that fight and and get fifty people to try to score it and like and turn the volume off. More importantly, turn the volume off. There's no commentary. And tell me who scored that fight, but pretty pretty split. And the reality of it is, the best scenario for, for Jack, um, he won the fight by one point. So if you go back through one of them controversial rounds, which was close, and they gave it the other way, that's a Josh win. So you, they're saying it's a massive robbery, but yeah, it was hard to score. It was a close fight. Should people get messages like that? No. Do you know what I mean? No, and I think Jack himself kind of condemned the the abuse that not just Josh but also Danielle had been getting in prior to this like in in the grand scheme of things yes boxing's important but the death rates and what you're just getting there which is a borderline one from uh, <laughs> I'm not going to out you out lucky for you you fucking idiot whoever that is but it's, it's, it's mad but it's kind of it's almost like we're used to this kind of stuff in, in boxing yeah I do say this, so like when you're in the public eye, you have to expect um, some people get jealous, envy, you know, you have to expect it. Um, not expect abuse, but, you know, if you're in the, if you're in the public eye, you know, people do get jealous and will say things regardless and they just fire stupid stuff off. But like I said, it don't really faze me, but um, you need to be careful in people that it does. <laughs> Clifton Mitchell, thank you for that. Um, you're constant, aren't you? Constant bombardment of it. Oh, really? To be fair, I don't know if I just like become a little bit more thick-skinned to it, but I just can't. I get I get stick off the back of people I'm interviewing. That's like unless someone's got a personal dislike towards me. Shout you out, <laughs> all you guys. But uh, very rarely I bite on it. I remember biting on one of your posts uh, recently, but yeah, I've got to have a, ha- had a bad day with that one. Anyway, enough attention to them. Uh, Saturday night. Wasn't. What goes on? Um, I'm going to get the win regardless, but um, I really do think it's going to get hard for me in there at times, and I could get him out towards the middle, tail end of the fight. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I'm ready to get the job done either way it comes. I'm going to ask your permission before I do this. So I interviewed Mick Conlon earlier on. Can I play a snippet of yeah. our interview? Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. If you say no, I won't. No, please. Get it done, sit down. Hello, goodbye. Irish comment, all that shit. Yeah, no problem. But at the end of the day, we're fighting. And we're fighting a Saturday night. And I'm going to rip your fucking head off. <laughs> Can I ask you to respond to that? I don't think he knows who he is, you know. Um, especially why he's in, like, whilst he's not in Ireland. You know, it's when he came to Nottingham. One minute he was swearing, then he was being nice, and he, he just didn't know what to do. He was all over the shop. When I went to Ireland, everyone's clapping when he talks. He was very comfortable. But on Saturday night, he's in Nottingham, and he's going to know he's in Nottingham. And I'm expecting more of this unpredictable Mick. Um, and, you know, he can say what he wants. He's not boxing anyone like me. Um, and I hope he does come to it made off. It's going to make my, my life, my night a lot easier. Final question. Obviously, there was a talk of where this fight will take place. It is in Nottingham on Saturday, but how much of that is a benefit to you? There is the old cliche of 
a ring's a ring, doesn't matter where it is in the world, two men fighting or two women fighting, etc. But how much of a benefit that you will have the majority of the support in your home uh, city of Nottingham? Massive. It's going to be massive. And um, it's going to pick me up. It's going to give me that, them extra gears if needed. Um, but yeah, like, why should it be in Ireland? Why should it be in Madison Square Garden? Why should I defend my world title away from home? And, and it's like, it's like that's the mentality he's got, you know, it's like a spoiled kid mentality, like, because he's been handed and, and managed very carefully to get to where he's got to. It's like, I should go and defend my world title. And I, in Ireland, like, and then when he realised it wasn't going to be there, he tried to make out that it's it's fate and, you know, his dad said to him that he should go, he should he wants him to go to Nottingham because he yeah, wants to go to Nottingham because you don't have a choice because you're coming to Nottingham because that's that's what Eddie's, Eddie's won the first but that's what Eddie said what's happening. Um, but yeah, look, you can't quote everything he says because he's just a walking contradiction. One minute is coming to win on points, next minute is coming to rip the belt off me and now it's coming to rip my head off. Which one is it, mate? Do you know what I mean? I've said from day one, I'm coming out, it's going to get very hard for me and the stoppage may come. It may come. I'll be very, I'll be 70, 80% sure that I'm going to get him out of there. But I'm not expecting it. I'm prepared for 12 rounds um, and I'm prepared to beat him on points as well. Well, look, the talking's nearly done. You've got your public workout later on this evening. Uh, this interview will be out, so come down. What's the address of that again for, for people to know? Um, Albert Hall. Albert Hall. Same as the, where the press conference was. Um, oh, the open workout. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant the way. The open workout is at the university, isn't it? You got it. Shakespeare Street. Uh, what's the building called? Give, give him a second. Well, don't want to give him the wrong information. <laughs> it's only a five-minute walk from here. The level, Trent University, Shakespeare Street. Um, come, uh, come and turn up. Watch me do a bit of skipping, hit some pads, have a shake out and uh, make some noise. And then a press conference tomorrow, Wayne's uh, Friday, as you said, at Albert Hall. And then Saturday night, everything's I'm, done. I'm expecting yeah. um, a few more to turn out for the Wayne. So if you can make the way in, Albert Hall, um, Nottingham City Centre, come down, make some noise and let him know where he is because he seems to forget. Come and remind him. And um, then Saturday night, time to get the, time to get the job done. Lee Wood, uh, appreciate your time as always. Best of luck on Saturday night, and uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting week here in Nottingham. So, yeah, let's go, champ. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Sports Social Podcast Network.